1: This morning, Ireland's Independent Electoral Commission released the Boundary Redraw, which determines the future makeup, really, of the next oil. Live in studio to give us the latest update is Bar Media's political correspondent Sean Defoe. And joining us on the line, seasoned political pundit uh, and former minister, former TD for Wexford, uh, Ivan Yates, former bookmaker as well. And uh, Ivan might be putting odds on who's going to lose and who's going to succeed in the next election. Uh, Good morning, Sean. Good morning, Ivan. Morning, Pastor. Good morning. Now, we'll go to Sean for the headlines first. Uh, what are the
2: standout points? So, 14 new TDs. 174 is going to be the amount of TDs in the next all up from 160. And we are going to have four new constituencies as well. So, 43 up from 39. A um, lot of a lot of change. So, uh, like I say, 14 new ones. The biggest change is probably in Fingal. Dublin-Fingal was one five-seater constituency. It's now split into two three-seater constituencies, Fingal East and Fingal West. One with the likes of, uh, you know, Swords, Malahide, that kind of area in the east one. And then Fingal West, a bit different, some of Dublin Airport, also the, the, you know, Northerstown, Skerries, Donabate, those kind of areas uh, in there. So that's going to be a big change. It's going to be a big split and it means a bit of a geographic headache for some of them. If you look at Finnegale, for example, they'll now probably, they're probably all right. They've run Alan Farrell in the west and Regina Doherty in the east. Uh, You know, some of the Swords suburbs might, might prove a bit difficult. We'll get into the analysis of that. Another big split, probably the biggest split actually is Ivan's old stomping ground down in Wexford. So they, they for this particular commission, they treated Wexford and Wicklow, a sort of one constituency there were two five-seaters between the two of them there was an extra seat needed and there was a lot of talk would you split Wicklow into two threes would you split Wexford into two threes they haven't done that what they've done now is there will be a Wicklow constituency running from Bray and Greystones in the north to Wicklow Town in the south and Bolton Glass in the west How many seats? Four seats four seats in that one there will be a four-seat Wexford constituency uh, you know Wexford Town in the east New Ross in the west and up to uh, just above Enniscorthy and then between that so from north of Enniscorthy until south of Wicklow town including the likes of Gorey and Arklow will be a new Wicklow Wexford 3 seat constituency so that is going to be fascinating for a number of reasons one in uh, Wexford all five sitting TDs are now in the south of it that's now a four seater three of them based around Enniscorthy Brendan Howland in the town Verona Murphy over the new Ross and the same in Wicklow, where all five constituencies, or five TDs are in Bray and Greystones. Now it's a four-seater. Uh, and basically it's completely open in the three-seater yeah. in the middle. The one big beneficiary is probably Malcolm Byrne, the Fianna Fáil TD, the shortest serving TD in history from 2019 till early 2020. He's based in Gorey, he has family in Arklow almost tailor-made for him. Okay. Um, now the other detail in this,
1: which is quite interesting, a number of constituencies are in breach of the constitutional guidelines, even though this is supposed to sort out that uh, the representation should be between, uh, you know, one seat for between 20,000 and 30,000. That's laid down in the constitution.
2: A number of them still don't make that cut. 19, 20. Twenty-one of them still don't make the cut. Twenty-one, so half of them do not make that cut. So The whole reason this was done, as you say, in the constitution, it says twenty thousand to thirty thousand people. There needs to be a TD for that range. Uh, so the upper range being thirty thousand. The commission, in this case, has gone for the biggest variance uh, possibly in the history of the state, certainly since nineteen eighty. Looking back, where they've allowed up to plus or minus eight percent. So your Why? constituency, What's their logic? So basically, not to breach individual county. Uh, or existing constituency guidelines. Let's take Carlo Kilkenny for example, 7.93% over that that limit, 31,900 people per TD. Uh, they didn't think it deemed that there was enough people there to deem a, a further seat by splitting it in two. Part of the difficulty there being Kilkenny is a lot of population, Carlo doesn't necessarily. So they decided uh, just to leave it, leave it as it is. They've transferred a few people out into other constituencies, a few have gone into, I think, their south. Uh, Waterford as well is well in breach. It's a four-seater, could have gone to five, 31,800 people per TD and Instead, they've left it as four-seater saying that it doesn't really deserve it. And on the flip side then, you've got other ones which have gone completely the other way. So if you take Kildare North, for example, they've added a seat there. It's gone from a four-seater to a five-seater. And it's it's the other direction. It's minus 6%. There's 27,800 TD. So I was just at the press conference. I did ask Justice Mary Baker, who's the chair of the, the commission, uh, why could you, could you not argue that there's a... a democratic deficit for some people here where they're represented by fewer TDs and she said look this was maths versus geography and in this particular case geography Mm. won out Okay, it's interesting though because it means they
1: want to keep themselves in work basically because Mm -hmm. they'll have to do it again with the next census if the population continues to grow as it's expected to do a prediction that we might need 20 more seats on top of the
2: 14 we've got Another 20 in five years' time? Two per year is what Art O'Leary from the Commission said. They're based on population growth at the minute, they haven't really done any future-proofing. They said at that press conference that future-proofing wasn't necessarily within their mandate uh, and also that they couldn't uh, realistically predict where the growth was going to happen. I don't really buy that because we have a good, obviously good figures in the census. You know there's going to be significant mm-hmm. growth, particularly around the Dublin area, but even more so in the commuter belt. Uh, but they were thinking when adding, you know, particularly rural, t- rural TDs, you couldn't necessarily say, look, is... Lee Shoffley, which is now split into two constituencies again, going to have 10% growth. We can't really say that. Now, uh, Ivan, good morning again. Um, You have famously said that the
1: first job of a TD is not necessarily to represent their constituency, not necessarily to pass legislation. They'll do all of these things. Not necessarily to get a big ministerial job. It's to get re-elected. Who is Hmm. sinking in their boots this morning with this news?
0: Well, first of all, when you have... 14 more seats, you have 14 more opportunities and if a constituency becomes a four-seater to a five-seater in the overall terms it's actually become a little bit easier to get elected in one one sense. A um, couple of national implications. The magic figure for Mary Lou to be Taoiseach has gone from 81 to 89 and I think that might mean, because I would have Sinn Féin on sort of 60-ish plus uh, that they might need to go with a big party. I think that's the first conclusion. In terms of going into the detail then, the four new constituencies are Finglas, East and West, as Sean said, so that I think creates, that's okay. Tipperary is reverting to what it was pre-2017 boundary commission. There was always Michael Smith and North Tipperary it went into one giant county constituency and Leash awfully the same. You'd have the Cowans and the Flanagans in various parts of, of Leash and Offley. And they are, in fact, if you drill down to it, they focus on their own county. So, so really the real new constituency is Wet'sford Wicklow. Oh my God. Pat, have they made a dog's dinner of this? I think the overall report is fine great respect for Arthur Leary but this is a complete hybrid um Incredible. I, I was a TD for 22 years in, in Enniscorthy. And the great thing about Enniscorthy was the whole county, I got votes out of the north, I got votes out of the south in New Ross and Wexford, and Enniscorthy and Gorey. There are three TDs in Enniscorthy, uh, Paul Keogh, James Brown, and John Mythen of Sinn Féin. They've now had their vote bisected and then have to decide to go north or south. There's never actually been an TD, and this will create an TD, in my opinion. But I, I, I see nothing, only carnage there. And just interesting, uh, on the Euro elections, which of course will come first, uh, we have 13 MEPs, it looks like we'll get 14. The word there is no real change in the constituencies. Lee Shoffley might go to Midlands Northwest, which means Barry Cowan might be a candidate. Fianna Fáil have no seat even though there are enough votes for a seat in that uh, northern Midlands sprawling constituency, he might just get that.
1: Now, uh, the Wicklow constituency um, becoming a four-seater because it's losing some of its territory to that Wicklow-Wexford constituency below. Um, What you particular happened there? A lot of high-profile names knocking around.
0: Well, first of all, it will suit Malcolm Byrne. Sean's absolutely right about that because it means that there have been times, that, like the present time, there's no gory TD. There was a Darcy dynasty and there was Lorcan Allen back in the day. Uh, the situation is that Verona Murphy, probably this will suit her. I think it might be the difference between Paul Keough announcing to retire that he might stand in the Wex- wexford Wicklow constituency. And of course, this is the, you know, the, the bigger issue. Yeah. There's a lot of things. Uh, uh, Ivan, can uh, you
1: just uh, pause for a minute your line is breaking up a bit, we'll try and uh, restore it, Cormac here with whom you are well acquainted will work his magic and I'll come back to you in a moment uh, on
2: that Wicklow thing I'll come back to Ivan on it but mm. um, uh, the real problems there for sitting TDs. Yeah there is and I, I've been texting some of them this morning trying to get a bit of a sense and they're sort of a, you know all still trying to take it in because even though they're all based in the north the likes of John Brady for example would have gotten a good vote in Arklow before even though there, as Ivan and said there's never been the uh, an article TD probably Stephen Matthews is the sitting TD who is most vulnerable certainly there'll be a fight a big fight for the fourth seat you'd have to say John Brady is safe Simon Harris is safe probably Jennifer Whitmore of the Social Democrats particularly if they're riding a wave and then you've got Stephen Donnelly and Stephen Matthews battling it out there'll be a big call for Pat Casey the senator and former Wicklow TD who's based out of Glendalock but would have done better traditionally in the south of the county does he transfer in to wicklow Wexford now uh, and a, but a a lot of the votes in the west of Wicklow that some of those TDs have got are still in that upper Wicklow constituency. So it's a difficult one. Mm -hmm. So Ivan, your take on Wicklow?
0: Well, my my take on on Wicklow is that uh, there will be now representation from Bolton class across to to Arclough. There will be a TD elected there. There is no TD at the moment. There will be one TD at least... Oh, uh,
1: Ivan's uh, line is giving us trouble. I'll read out some of the comments that are uh, coming in. This is crazy. Just up the number of people per TD. Well, we'd need constitutional change for that. In the second last election, the number of votes cast in Roscommon was greater than Dublin Central and possibly North Central, uh, the uh, electorate there, three seats. North Kilkenny is a mess, a large part going to tip. And, of course, if you're a Kilkenny person, the last uh, kind of hmm. loyalty you want to have foisted upon you
2: is to a tipp- Tipperary TD. Well, the only other one might have been uh, if, as expected, or predicted in the build-up Ferrybank in South Kilkenny, had gone into Waterford and there's been long, I'm from Ferrybank, there's long been rows over that and there was some talk that that could go in there and that Waterford could become a five-seater. Uh, Waterford is one of the seven counties that's totally unchanged. Just to run through some of the other ones that we haven't spoken about, maybe quickly, just to give a quick overview of where those uh, those... Fourteen extra seats are there. Is an extra one in Galway East, which uh, is giving up some ground to Roscommon Galway, but taking in others. There is uh, two extra seats in Cork: one in Cork North Central and one in Cork South Central. Really interesting what they've done there. I thought there would be a city TD and a rural TD. Instead, they've taken ground away from the rural counties and put it into the city. So Mallow, for example, which was in Cork Northwest, now becomes part of an expanded five-seat Cork North Central, and parts of Ballincollig going into there as well. While some of the city areas of North Central go into Cork South Central mm. which obviously is one of the most difficult constituencies in the country where you have got the Tornister former Taoiseach and Micheál Martin you've got Simon Coveney and you've got the finance minister they've now got an extra seat as well as Pole Topper, Dunica O'Leary Mayo gets an extra TD interestingly you wouldn't have said the population of Mayo has increased massively but they're now gone to a five seater which might be good for someone like Lisa Chambers who lost her seat the last time around Longford Westmeath gets an extra seat that's bumped up to five as Ivan mentioned Leach and Offaly split into two threes as are uh, Tipperary North. Tipperary South reverting to that old way. And then a really interesting redraw in Mead East. Mead East gets an extra seat, goes to a four-seater from a three-seater. It also takes back a big swathe of Mead that was in the Louth constituency, which had been a five-seater, is still a five-seater uh, and that will affect maybe the likes of Fergus O'Dowd, who would have gotten a lot of votes south of Drogheda. Drogheda and the hinterland staying in Louth, but the, the Laytown, Bettystown area below it coming into Mead East. Alright, so back to Ivan. I think the line has been restored.
1: Uh, Ivan, you were talking about the Big Beasts and Wicklow and uh, you know their concerns.
0: Yeah, yeah, know I actually think in the northwest they've done a very good job. There was kind of uh, anomalous things. Part of Galway West was in Mayo. They've given it two extra seats there, and they've tidied up a lot of mistakes that I think the twenty seventeen commission made. Uh, basically, uh, it, it, it suits Malcolm Byrne. But I would say, Pat, if you want a headline out of this, I think of the extra fourteen seats, I could see Sinn Féin winning twelve of them. Uh, that, that absolutely, you know, remember this. Sinn Féin got 24.5% of the vote in the last year election, 2020. They lost 12 seats that they had enough votes for, but they didn't run enough candidates. They will fix that. They will have the local elections coming into this. And and essentially, uh, everywhere I look in these redrawn constituencies, I just see, like in Wexford, in you know, I could see in, in, in Wexford they were gain a seat, uh, of the four seaters and in relation to uh, the Wexford they'll certainly get a seat so I, I see this as, as one of opportunity for for Finnegale the issue is retirals, will people decide don't like this new uh, uh, battle, you know there's a lot of people uh, who are, are there since before 2011 Michael Ring, Charlie Flanagan, people like that, will they say well we'll call a halt and that is the big problem because the party may not be able to hold on to that mm. Uh, opportunities elsewhere, uh, four extra seats in, in, in Dublin, interesting on the north side. I think that will create, but there's areas like Dublin Central, there's virtually no change that, you know, Pascal Donahue and Mary Lou have always been sort of shifting around. But overall, I think is a game on opportunity.
1: Now a more general point raised by a number of people and that is the uh, population representation and how many TDs we might end up with in time. Uh, this text, the constitution should be changed to reduce the number of Doyle TDs. We already have more TDs per capita than the UK and TDs are better paid than MPs. Our constitution predates the internet and social media and TDs no longer drive around constituencies in their old Ford cars to visit anyone in trouble. They now email, text and so on. Uh, so our constitution must recognise the communication revolution. Uh, so what say you, Ivan?
0: Well, put it like this, there's a huge anti-politician sentiment out there. You know, if, they, if there was a referendum to pay TDs, nothing. They, they would, uh, you know, favour that. But look, you, you, for me, it's it's 43 constituencies. It's a 155-page report It's game on in terms of we now know whether it's Old Trafford or the Etihad that the match is going to be played at. And and I, I think the, the sort of scenario I'm looking at is having had no election between 2020 to now, except for uh, Ivana Bacik's by-election, we're going to have a huge change in the political thing. And I would say that, that it is going to be the most revolutionary elections local and European uh, in in June, uh, followed by the general election, I think it will be in November. Leo has taken the view that in January with the blues, post-Christmas, all that kind of thing, they blame the incumbent government. He's going to cut and run uh, in November. And I I, I can see basically 40% of TDs not being returned.
1: Um, if you cut and run early, uh, your problem is, of course, uh, that if you anticipate not getting back, uh, they tend to kind of want to extend their tenure for as long as they possibly can. Well, it's only
0: three or four months. I mean, like they, the furthest they can go is February, March mm. uh, uh, 25. But I mean, I, I, I mean, you're much more interested in the long term uh, win some game. Uh, so, but put it like this, I just think they learned the lesson the last time. Uh, if you're in bad form, you tend to take it out on the incumbent. But it is, it is going to be a tumultuous year for politics. Uh, and there's names you've never heard of will win Mm -hmm. seats in the local elections, be in the right place in this political geography and sail into the next door. And I I think it's going to be the most transformative election year ever.
2: And keep in mind as well that the local elections will dictate so much of the mood. Sinn Féin only got 9.5% of the vote in 2019. They had a disastrous day. So it is not inconceivable to see them at least triple, if not more than that, their number of seats in the local elections, which gives you a hell of a headwind going into the general. Yeah. If you can have such dramatic change, though, uh, and
1: Sinn Féin recognised what happened to them and uh, altered course I mean is it too late for the government parties to do anything similar?
2: I think a lot of it is down to damage limitation it depends on uh, on how things go in the public mood because the the actual if you add up the arithmetic for the coalition parties you, you know you're still talking there thereabouts they're lower than they were they're probably in around 42% overall as opposed to 50 last time around but remember Sinn Féin also have to get to that that magic number and it is a lot higher than it was even if they double their seats they'll still be sort of 15, 16, mm. 17 seats away from a government and but in general. that, they will be the ones looking, the ones to, looking to lead. Who do they lead? Who do they coalesce with? And Ivan could be right. It could be a big party like Fianna Fall because they're going to cannibalise the smaller mm-hmm. left ones. Uh, Sean Defoe, Bowers polit-
1: Media's political correspondent, and uh, Ivan Yates, uh, former minister, former TD, and political pundit. Thank you very much for uh, joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.